Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 27th of March, 2023. We are live on YouTube on the Unshackled channel, the Tim Wilms D Live channel, and as always, the Wilms Front Odyssey channel. Entropy is back live for tonight's show. I've put the link into the YouTube live chat. I couldn't get Entropy up for our Saturday night New South Wales state election night live stream. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. We'll have a wrap of the wash up and the continued counting a little bit later in the show. But uh, we will start here in Melbourne, Victoria, where it is 8.30 p.m., where our Premier, uh, Dan Andrews, is on his way to the People's Republic of China. He announced this on Saturday night when we're all focused on the New South Wales state election count. He put out a statement that night saying that it was an important trip to discuss the return of international students along with uh, trade and and cultural ties. Uh, But uh, the media is banned uh, from uh, Dan's trip. He says that uh, this is because this is first trip uh, since the, the obviously the the Wu flu escaped uh, Dan said it's it's going to be private uh, discussions not really a a tour and so he is well uh, we assume on a flight there now and he had a press conference yesterday where he batted away all questions about uh, about what China has uh, said and and done to us and its own people. Uh, he batted away questions about China's condemnation of AUKUS, its new alliance with Russia, and its human rights record. He always replied with saying the visit was about good relations with Australia's biggest trading partner. And uh, this is what uh, he said when he was asked uh, asked about uh, human rights record in China. You, your government says you don't agree with China on everything. We raised minorities while over there on this trip. Our views on human rights, our views on treating people fairly and treating people well uh, are very well known by all the countries that we trade with, uh, all the countries that we visit, uh, all the countries that we have uh, relationships and partnerships with. Uh, there are a number of people that are in custody. I just want to make it very clear. That would not be something that I would raise because they are deeply sensitive matters, deeply sensitive matters, and they're best dealt with by the Australian Foreign Service. So DFAT deal with those issues. So some things are uh, absolutely appropriate to raise. Uh, Other things, you need to be very careful when you are the leader of a sub-sovereign state. Uh, You just need to be careful with that. 
a lady of Shalott said, don't go signing any Belt and Roads this time, Danny boy. Maybe you'll sign a, because obviously the federal government under Scott Morrison's prime ministership tore up his precious Belt and Road. Maybe you'll sign up a new agreement, which is not the Belt and Road. It's the Panda Bamboo Friendship agreement just call it something else and then and then it's not uh, banned by the the federal government uh, i wonder if uh, former labor prime minister paul keating will be joining him i ran out of time on last week's show to condemn this traitor to our country uh, following his complete simping uh, for the ccp at the national press club where he claimed that uh, china isn't a threat to australia hasn't threatened Australia. And when he was asked about China's uh, appalling human rights record, he always had this uh, uh, what aboutism. He said, well, what about uh, Aboriginal deaths in custody? Well, I don't think Australia is uh, putting a million Aborigines in concentration camps for re-education like uh, Xi Jinping is to the, the Uyghurs. And uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, Dan said, oh, our foreign partners know how we treat people with respect and kindness. Yeah, the, uh, yes, you, you don't treat people with kindness and uh, uh, respect and decency, Dan Andrews. That's why you're so uh, such a, a good friend of uh, uh, communist China. And uh, as a lot of people are saying, he seems to be he is, he's probably going over there to get his uh, latest orders uh, from uh, the chairman. Uh, from one chairman to another. Now, obviously, uh, going back to AUKUS for a moment, it's fair enough to uh, well, uh, balk at the, the cost. I mean, obviously, we do need new submarines, but uh, costing between 268 to 368 billion over uh, 40 years, uh, it will definitely be the spend will be on the more expensive end and they won't be delivered the the eight that are going to be built in in adelaide and have the the uk design they won't be delivered until the 20s 2050s and 60s i mean taiwan could be invaded by uh, the people's republic of china by then but unfortunately uh chairman's dan uh trip uh, to Communist China was overshadowed today with the Victorian Liberal Party room meeting this morning, deciding not to expel Moira Deeming for attending the Let Women Speak Melbourne, Melbourne event last Saturday evening, uh, when obviously, obviously I've covered it extensively. And on last week's uh, program, there was the Socialist Alternative counter-protesters and then the National Socialist Network turned up with their uh, sign, Destroy Pedo uh, Filth. So the party room decided not to expel Moira, instead suspending her for nine months, which in my opinion is a decent outcome. Of course, she didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but you now have uh, both both sides uh, maintaining the rage against uh, manlet leader John Pesciuto, uh, because obviously the, the the people who praised his uh, uh, his uh, stand against uh, the the far right fringe last week, people who are never going to vote for him anyway, uh, like the the teal uh, supporters. They're obviously irate. They believe that the Liberal Party is still capture, uh, captured by the far-right Christo-fascists. And obviously, Moira Deeming's 
uh, supporters, uh, both in and outside the, the Liberal Party. She got support uh, from uh, federal colleagues, such as uh, Jacinta Price, uh, Sarah Henderson, former Liberal federal MP, uh, Nicole uh, Flint, uh, but they're maintaining the rage uh, be because she got suspended uh, from the party room for nine months for doing nothing wrong, standing by her uh, beliefs, uh, which they, they which uh, John Pesciuto said he didn't have a problem with her views on uh, transgender issues, but it was about the so-called uh, far-right neo-Nazi white supremacist links that the organisers had, which of course we debunked on this show last week. It's completely uh, false. Uh, but uh, John Pesciuto this afternoon uh, tried to uh, spin this th that uh, a compromise had been reached and there were new materials that uh, he'd uh, discovered to spare uh, Moira's uh, stay of execution for nine months. On Thursday, your deputy, Matt Park, said the Backdoors Department, there can be no compromise, there will be no compromise. Clearly, this is a compromise, isn't it? In fairness to Matt, please understand, we had only two days before then had a party room meeting in this room where the party room uh, rejected a proposal to defer indefinitely today's meeting. That party room last Tuesday confirmed today's meeting. So what Matt was referring to in his comments, and I've spoken to Matt, what Matt was correctly referring to was the fact that the party room had made a decision to proceed with the meeting without compromise. You, you state your leadership on expulsion, and then at the eleventh hour, you are basically forced into a significant compromise. It, it just looks so messy. Uh, can I take issue with being forced into a compromise, John? Because what if it's going to be? no, no, let me let me explain. No, 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 well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, John. I'll tell you. you tell everyone you're going to no. expel, and then you go for a completely different strategy. After information comes, well, John, after information comes to light, which is the very information I'd been seeking last weekend, it may have been late, but it came. Your leader just confirmed before when you were talking about no compromise, you were referring to the original motion last Tuesday. Is that right, or were you intending that there would be no compromise in this room? No, what John said, right. But I mean, furthermore, Simon, um, I confess I didn't think we'd get to this much better position where very significant concessions were made by Moira. Um, Milton Friedman's my favourite economist from the last century, and I'm not much of a Keynes man, but he once said, um, when the facts change, I change my mind. Uh, Matt Back, I'm more of a Mises uh, fan, uh, which is the facts, laws of economics never change. And uh, I see that uh, Margot has said this was not a decent outcome well, I didn't say it was a good outcome. I said it was a decent outcome because Moira, after nine months, will be allowed to rejoin the Liberal Party room. There was no way she was going to be kicked out, expelled as a Liberal Party member. Uh, so you could call her now a Liberal Independent, but obviously she has... Well, the because Bushido couldn't get the expulsion motion up, she has the majority... You can conclude she has the majority support of her party room. Uh, but, uh, of course, uh, Dan Andrews, uh, he uh, will uh, viciously uh, malign uh, John Pesciuto and the Liberal Party still, uh, still uh, despite uh, 
John Pesciuto uh, trying to please his enemies and uh, being completely cucked today. Uh, so flashback to last Tuesday, this is how Dan Andrews uh, described the Let Women Speak rally in Melbourne last Tuesday. Explain the standards that they set for their own people. Uh, that really is a matter for them. Uh, what I would say is this, that rally was a nasty, hateful event long before anyone offered up the Nazi salute. Right? Be really clear about this. Uh, and, and you might say that the Liberal Party you know, are increasingly becoming a nasty, hateful little rabble. Why would you make, why would you make it harder for trans Victorians? You know, the notion that people are choosing this for fun, like it's so offensive. It's so cruel. It's not mainstream thinking. It's not the big heartedness that our state is so well known for. Like, it's just wrong. It's wrong. Trans people in our state have a self-harm and suicide rate that is 15 times greater than the average. What do these people want? Do they want it to be 20 times? 30 times higher? As I said, that event, and what a, what a disgrace on the, on, the, on, the, on the steps of our parliament, of all places, right? Uh, that event was a nasty, hateful gathering long before anybody used the Nazi salute. Mr Basuto and the Liberal Party can explain why uh, some forms of hate are okay and other forms aren't. Uh, I think all hate is wrong. Simple as that. Now... Dan Andrews... They're showcasing why he's the king of projection. Like he says that the Liberal Party is the nasty party. I mean, I see nothing but nastiness when I hear him speak there. And he says that he's for kindness and compassion. And of course, later that day, he raised the transgender flag outside the Victorian government offices. I wonder if uh, Dan's taken that uh, transgender flag with him to China because uh, I'm not sure it'd be well received because uh, China has just banned uh, gender transitions, period, there. Uh, now, Dan Andrews wasn't, wasn't done. Uh, the next day, uh, he got on his soapbox again to wedge uh, John Pesciuto and the Liberals. And uh, what is it? He, he pledged more for a transgender hotline. On a minister's statement, I call the Premier. Speaker, I rise to update the House on the fact that the government is in conversations with a number of different service providers who provide direct support and assistance, often life-saving support and assistance to our trans community as a result of what occurred on the steps of this building on Saturday. We will work with those service providers, Switchboard and others, uh, to see whether they need increased support because what we know is that when we have uh, shocking awful, harmful displays like we did on Saturday, the number of people reaching out for support, often life-saving support, increases notably. So we won't leave those service providers short in the important work that they do. Speaker, while I'm speaking about the events of Saturday, I want to make it very clear that that was an ugly, evil, harmful gathering long before the Nazi salute was used. Long before the Nazi salute was used. Fancy Speaker, a group of people or anyone uh, allied to them, fancy a group of people 
finding one of the most vulnerable cohorts in our community and then setting out with elaborate organisation and planning and real passion and indeed a sense of urgency to make that vulnerable community's life even harder. To find the most vulnerable and then make their life even harder. As if 15 times the self-harm and suicide rate wasn't enough, what do you want it to be? 20 times? 30 times? We stand with the trans community, with the LGBTIQ plus community, with every person who represents diversity in our community, because all too often they are the targets of those who do not have love and goodness in their hearts, but something very, very different. Can I just say as well, Speaker, consistency is important. It's not good enough to say one thing on Joy FM and another thing on 3AW. It's not good enough. It's not good enough to say one thing on Fitzroy Street and another thing on Spring Street. You're either for equality or you're not. You're either a member of this government or you're a liberal. Order. 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 Question time. Dan Andrews equality minister uh, Harriet Shing uh, put out a statement uh, now uh, fun fact Harriet Shing is married uh, to Dan Andrews chief of staff Lizzie Ratcliffe uh, so they uh, clearly the the power couple in the Victorian Labor Party Harriet Shing and Lizzie Ratcliffe uh, so she said this is a sad day for the LGBTIQ plus community Jewish community and all those Victorians who oppose bigotry and hatred the fact the debate was held in what is supposed to be a mainstream political party is a disgrace. The fact it was lost is abhorrent. It's only one week ago that John Pesciuto said it was a necessary step to ensure the Liberal Party was an effective opposition and ready to govern come the 2026 state election. The Andrews government is getting on with doing what matters for all Victorians and ensuring that in our state, equality is not negotiable. Uh, now, Moira Deeming put out an official statement this afternoon, uh, which uh, stated, I have accepted that my attendance at the Let Women Speak event on the steps of the Victorian Parliament on Saturday, 18th of March may have been an error of judgment. I accept the suspension given to me by my colleagues. As I have stated, I unreservedly condemn the poor taste Nazi jokes and Nazi analogies listed in the annex of evidence against me. I believe I'm innocent of all imputations and accusations of any connection whatsoever with Nazism in any shape or form and any bigotry whatsoever towards the LGBTIQ plus community. As I have always have, I will continue to support the many diverse communities in Victoria. I've repeatedly and consistently condemned these heinous views and originate my condemnation of these views in the strongest possible terms. I look I support John Pesciuto and the leadership team and look forward to working with them into the future to win government in the 2026 election. Uh, well, I think it's universally, it, it, it's universally viewed now uh, by uh, political commentators and uh, li uh, liberal MPs uh, from both factions that uh, John Pesciuto, his leadership is uh, terminal after this uh, rebuke. Uh, humiliation and uh, well the rest of his leadership uh, should go Matt back uh, who you saw speak he's the deputy upper house leader Georgie Crozier as well the upper house leader and David Southwick uh, the deputy leader I mean they should all all go 
uh, though obviously that was uh, Moira's uh, official uh, statement, uh, though her social media activity uh, puts forward an image of someone who hasn't backed down. This is Moira Deeming's new profile picture on her Facebook and uh, Twitter. On her Twitter, her cover picture is, uh, is the definition of woman, uh, adult human female, which uh, Kelly J. Keene has on all of her streams. And uh, she replied to an account, Jesse Mack, I uh, so said to be clear, John Pichuo stated unequivocally that Moira Deming agrees that Posey Parker and Angie Jones have consorted with Nazis and expressed bigoted views. I'm sorry, Angie and Kelly, you must sue engage legal representation ASAP. Uh, Moira replied, I have never said those things anywhere. And also Angie Jones said in response to that, they know I don't have the financial means to clear my name. This is how they got away with this ridiculous stitch up. Moira replied saying, don't worry, I never condemned you or Catherine Deves or Kelly J. And Kelly J replies saying, I hope you're okay, Moira. Millions of Australians must have looked up who you are and what you stand for. You are a leader in waiting. Oh, she's in the wrong house to, to take... Uh, the Liberal leadership. She did want to want run Moira at the, at the 2022 federal election for the seat of Gorton, but Scott Morrison's office wouldn't allow it uh, because of her anti-vaccine mandate uh, views. Uh, but uh, Moira was democratically pre-selected by the branch members uh, for the Western Metropolitan region. Uh, the Liberal base certainly uh, got uh, behind her, and she has certainly cut John Pesciuto in a, in a, in a big way by yeah, basically saying, yeah, I don't apologize uh, for, for, uh, for standing with uh, these women. I won't uh, condemn them. And it was reported that uh, when she read out her uh, defense in the party room, she moved her colleagues uh, to tears. Now, John Pesciuto has just been on the uh, 7.30 program interviewed by Sarah Ferguson and uh, Sarah Ferguson asked him about uh, Moira's uh, uh, reply, uh, tweet replies. And he said that, oh, well, if she's uh, said something uh, on uh, Twitter that's different what she told the party room, oh, there'll be consequences. It's basically saying I'm gonna try to expel her again. Uh, but uh, let's, obviously, if you uh, watched the New South Wales state election live stream that the Unshackled did. We had a mini Trad Tasman talk revival uh, with Dewey DeBoer uh, joining uh, to well discuss uh, the horrific uh, scene at, uh, that's the only way to describe it, at the Let Women Speak event in Auckland in Albert Park, which couldn't proceed uh, because of uh, the, you'd call them the, the, the brainless zombies uh, that surrounded the gazebo. Uh, she had to be rushed to safety. She had tomato soup poured on them. Dewey had to help the other speakers get away. And uh, she left New Zealand on that uh, Saturday evening, uh, not proceeding with her Wellington Let Women Speak event. Uh, but uh, the uh, leftist uh, LGBT 
people, whatever you want to call them. They held a, a celebratory rally in uh, Wellington and Christchurch as well. Now that's the leader of that uh, zombie mob, uh, Shanil Lal, who said that uh, he f he feared for, for his life uh, going to protest uh, uh, Kelly J, but uh, <laughs> but clearly in the moment uh, was thoroughly enjoying himself. Obviously identifies as they them, but is a hundred percent a male. Uh, he claims uh, that uh, there was actually violence uh, towards uh, the, uh, the the trans rights activists, uh, but uh, there have been several incidents captured on cameras of uh, violence uh, towards uh, Let Women Speak attendees there. Now, of course, we had uh, Kelly J after her Melbourne event as uh, she went to Hobart where she was shouted down in front of the uh, Tasmanian parliament though at least she was shouted down peacefully and there was no violent uh, attacks and uh, this is what she had to, to say about uh, Hobart. You got the police that won't protect the women, you got the politicians joining in on the mob, you got politicians in this house staring down and watching this. Fucking hell. I thought Scotland was bad. This is the worst place I've ever been for women's rights. This is the worst place. It's absolute. I don't know what, what do they want us to do? They surrounded us. What do they think we can do? What they don't understand is that we will win because we tell the truth. I can't, I'm still absolutely shocked that the police, having a great time apparently not protecting women, the politicians, having a great time staring at a mob, intimidating women. This is the worst place. I've been to Chicago. And now, uh, during her, because uh, this is taken from Kelly J's live stream in Hobart, she live streams all her events. There was a masked woman who came up behind her a, at uh, one stage to, to hold up a anti-turf sign, and that was the Tasmanian Greens leader, Cassie O'Connor. Now, the reason why uh, she was wearing a mask is because uh, she is a COVID cultist mask Karen. Uh, she, she, she basically has the same views on COVID as uh, Monique Ryan. Uh, she was there with her trans son. And uh, so Cassie is the partner of federal Tasmanian Green Senator Nick McKim, uh, who uh, Cassie's trans son, uh, Nick, is uh, his stepdad. And so Nick McKim decided uh, that uh, he, when senators, it was time for senators' uh, statements, uh, he came up uh, with this zinger uh, to, to, to smack down Posey Parker. Firstly, uh, Posey Parker, which is a pseudonym for Kelly J. Keane Menchel, 
who is a pathetic and disgusting excuse for a human being, who labelled my partner a groomer yesterday because she has a transgender son, my stepson, Jasper Lees. And I say to Posey Parker, whatever pseudonym uh, Kelly J. Keane Mitchell wants to go for, uh, wants to go by, that what she did yesterday was vile, disgraceful, untrue and disgusting, and it provided us with a window into her dark and warped soul. Yesterday also, um, another pathetic and vile excuse for a human being who goes by the name of Kim Allen on Twitter, or Kimberly Allen, dead-named my, my stepson Jasper Lees on Twitter, deliberately misgendered him on Twitter and said the most vile and disgusting things about him on Twitter. Well, uh, Kimberly Allen, you can get in the bin alongside Posey Parker because Jasper has more humanity in his little toenail than either of you have in your entire bodies. He is an intelligent, funny, highly empathetic human, not to mention a very, very handsome young man, and his intelligence, his humour and his empathy are diametrically opposed to Posey Parker's and Kimberly Allen's. And Posey Parker belled the cat in Hobart yesterday when she admitted that she wasn't a feminist. She said that yesterday. And I agree with her that she's not a feminist. And there's plenty of transphobes like her who are not feminists. And we need to call Posey and Kimberly and their ilk what they actually are. And that is trans-exclusionary right-wing dropkicks. T-E-R-D-S. They're not turfs. They are turds. What a zinger there. They're turds, not turfs. And then we had at the Canberra Let Women Speak rally, uh, Nick McKim's former uh, fellow uh, Green Senator Lydia Thorpe uh, torpedoed out of the rally by the Australian Federal uh, Police. Let's relive uh, that uh, hilarious moment. She described she'd been uh, pulverised. Uh, so here we go here. here we go. Kingdom is the polar opposite. They know what biological sex is you and they celebrate women you like myself. should be ashamed that they even let people on this country. Now I went to tell her that thing that they are not welcome here. And I got pulverised by the police by simply telling that person that they are not allowed to be here. So I've been assaulted by the police today as a, as a sovereign Gunite Jamarang woman and the police need to answer for the assault but also this government needs to answer why these people 
Uh, now, Lydia Thorpe uh, stumbling around on the ground. It's uh, been memed countlessly because she looks like somebody who's maggoted on Melbourne Cup Day. Uh, but uh, probably the best uh, description of uh, Lydia Thorpe crawling on the ground was by the, I didn't know that Sky News Australia had a TikTok presenter, Carla Estratio. Uh, this is, is her report on Lydia Thorpe. Lydia Thorpe, with all of the grace and poise of a bush pig, was thrown out of an event in Canberra today for protesting. You can see that police were trying to peacefully calm her down. She's on all fours, crawling like a toddler, trying to evade them. She then hobbles to her feet, walks off with the Aboriginal flag in tow. She is such an embarrassment as an elected official to our parliament. Now, some people responded uh, to that report saying, well, that's unfair to, to, to bush pigs. Uh, now, I, I should remind our audience that Lydia Thorpe's uh, definition of a woman, and I quote, if somebody says they're a, f a woman, then they're a fucking woman. So I could, according to Lydia Thorpe's definition, I could declare myself a, a woman now, and Lydia Thorpe would, uh, would say that, uh, would accept me as a woman. Uh, now, of course, uh, Lydia Thorpe, she has uh, subsequently claimed uh, she uh, was uh, screwed over by the, the Greens. Uh, she was harassed and that uh, she was forced to say she had a relationship with uh, former Rebel Bikies boss Dean Martin when she said she only kissed him at a rally. Now, amongst all of this uh, madness uh, that we saw in Australia and uh, New Zealand, uh, we actually had a sane uh, decision when it came to the integrity of uh, women's sports. Uh, so the World Athletics Council has banned male athletes who identify as women from competing against biological females at international events. This follows FINA, the International Swimming Organization, banning uh, trans women, biological men are uh, from competing in female sports. Uh, so that, that uh, was the end of uh, Leah Thomas's Olympic dreams there. And obviously, there, there, there is obviously a legitimate uh, debate around the, the other issues uh, that the TERFs uh, raise. Uh, obviously, uh, when it comes to the bathrooms and change rooms, in my opinion, I don't want the, the bathroom uh, police. I mean, a predator is going to go after women uh, regardless. And... When when a woman goes into the the toilet cubicle, uh, the doors closed. It's very private. Private. I mean, I'm a man. I never use the the urinals. I always go into a private uh, cubicle. Uh, but it should be evident to all uh, that uh, this is uh, when it comes to sport. This is about simple uh, fairness. Uh, it is it, it is not about. Uh, uh, excluding uh, people. It is about simple uh, fairness there.
Now, it's interesting, all of the established third wave feminists in Australia, uh, such as Clementine Ford, Van Badham, Jane Caro, and Victoria uh, Fielding, uh, they all defended uh, trans women. Even Clementine Ford, she, she criticized uh, the world athletics uh, ban. Now, staying in federal politics, obviously, uh, we saw in the aftermath of the National Socialist Network being at Let Women Speak rally, both Dan Andrews and uh, Dan Andrews and John Pesciuto committing to banning the Nazi salute. At the federal level, uh, the Liberal opposition, uh, they attempted to suspend standing orders in both the House and the Senate to rush through a swastika ban at the federal level. I'm not sure how that would work. Clearly, uh, they are they, trying to counterattack accusations that they're in any way uh, aligned with the uh, far right uh, because uh, uh, be, uh, because uh, Peter Dutton got very offended when Attorney General Mark Dreyfus said that oh, he uh, no nobody in the federal parliament uh, parliamentary Liberal Party has condemned Moira Deeming being at uh, that rally, uh, but uh, things got quite farcical uh, late in the week uh, when uh, it was the Senate, it was the Senate Liberals coalition who were trying to suspend standing orders. Now, Liberal Senator Sarah Henderson, uh, she, uh, she had uh, texted, uh, messaged John Pesciuto asking her not to, asking him not to expel Moira uh, Deeming. And uh, she was heckled uh, by the Agriculture and Emergency Management Minister Murray Watt, and she turned into a blabbering mess. A known evil Order. being able to inflict harm on our society. To fracture I'm sorry, that Senator unity, Birmingham, could you, uh, Senator Birmingham, could you resume your seat? Senator Watt, Senator Watt, order, order, order. Uh, Senator Cash, just a moment, Senator Henderson, please resume your seat. I will come back to you. I've asked you to resume your seat, Senator Henderson. I've asked you to resume your seat. Senator Cash, I'm going to ask you to withdraw that remark. I withdraw. Thank you, Senator Henderson. President, Senator Watt said the most disgraceful thing, and he's to withdraw it. I am disgusted in you. Uh, thank you, Senator Henderson. Senator Henderson. I did not hear the remark, but in the interests of the Senate, I'm going to ask you to withdraw. Madam President, I withdraw. I refer to the text messages that Senator Henderson ah, said. That's you. what I said. Thank I you. withdraw. Thank you. Thank you. Order. Order. Um, I think we just need to take a moment. What the hell was that? I mean, that was worthy, that performance of another Sarah in the Senate, uh, Sarah Hanson-Young, who, of course, uh, she blubbered over uh, refugees and <laughs> asylum seekers. Now, she did not say, Sarah Henderson, what Murray Watt had said to 
her to cause her to to blubber like that i don't know did he did he accuse her of being a nazi or nazi sympathizer i mean i've been accused of of that and it hasn't turned me into a blubbering mess i because I, I know it's it's not true uh but uh this is what uh, sarah henderson said uh that uh uh senator watt interjected as he pointed directly towards me he said words that i will not repeat and that no other person should repeat since i was first elected in 2013 i do not recall in this chamber a more distasteful statement the pr precise words uttered by senator watt will be seared into my memory for a long time any attempt to distort and recharacterize his interjection only compounds uh, the damage uh, so it's seared into her memory, but certainly won't be seared into our memory because we don't know what they are. So how can we make a, a judgment of it there? Now, let's move on to, uh, we finally uh, got uh, last week, uh, both the wording of the uh, voice referendum question and what will be what uh, will be put into the the constitution now uh, when we're discussing uh, the aboriginal and torres strait a voice to parliament i always like to play the voice jingle yes so this is the uh, the uh, voice question a proposed law to alter the constitution to recognize the first peoples of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Do you approve of this proposed alteration? Uh, so that is what will be on the ballot paper. This is what will be in the constitution. So it'll be chapter, I've got to get my Roman, Roman numerals. That's uh, chapter nine recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, section 129, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice in recognition of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of Australia, there shall be a body to be called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. The Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice may make representations to the parliament and executive government of the commonwealth on matters relating to aboriginal and torres strait islander peoples the parliament shall subject to this constitution have powers to make laws with respect to matters relating to the aboriginal and torres strait islander voice including its competition composition functions powers and procedures uh now it's still we still we still won't know until well if it is voted in uh into the constitution it is still not clear uh, whether a uh, th the members of the voice will be able to take the parliament or the executive to the high court to say uh, that uh, they haven't been able to make representations in the policy there uh there's a number of constitutional law experts, but nobody knows, as we saw with the section 44 dual citizenship decisions, nobody knows what the High Court will decide until it decides. So Anne Toomey, one constitutional expert, said there's nothing to worry about. Uh, Greg Craven, another constitutional expert, actually supports the voice, says he has reservations uh, about the wording, but he'll still vote for it. 
And now the obviously we have the the National Party. They are opposing uh, the voice. Uh, the Liberal Party is uh, still not. Well, they 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 still haven't got to a proper uh, position. Uh, the Shadow Attorney General and Shadow Indigenous Affairs Minister Julian Lisa. He's a supporter of uh, the voice, and uh, so he has. He still has reservations uh, about the, the the it's still got to go through a, a parliamentary committee uh this uh bill then it's got to pass the parliament before the referendum can take place in october the attorney general mark dreyfus was on with neil mitchell this morning and he and he was asked repeatedly why won't you release the solicitor general's advice you did for scott morrison's secret ministries and he said oh it, because it's long-standing uh practice to not release the the uh solicitor general's advice but you broke that uh practice uh when it was politically expedient when exposing scott morrison's secret ministries but not now uh just because something's a practice uh, doesn't mean that it's binding on you. Uh, now, of course, uh, we are all wondering if uh, the the voice uh, will magically fix all the uh, the problems in Aboriginal uh, remote uh, communities and population uh, centres, given that uh, the violence in the Northern Territory. Uh, has just gotten so much worse. Uh, so there was an anti-crime protest in Darwin on Saturday afternoon. This was in the wake of the alleged murder of, of Declan Laverty at a, a BWS in, in Darwin. Uh, this was absolutely uh, tragic uh, that a a young a young man uh, simply work working working a, a job uh lost his life and you can see all like that's a that's a huge crowd there now there's no antifa in the the northern territory so they couldn't stage a pro-crime uh counter uh protest there i wonder if the abc uh will call this a a white supremacist meeting as well uh like like they uh did uh, with the Yellow Springs meeting. Um, uh, so this is uh, uh, one of the attendees, uh, Pania uh, Tom, uh, who took the day off work to show her support at the, the rally. Uh, uh, Pania doesn't look like a, a white supremacist there, I don't think. Uh, there's, well, there's, there's people uh, with Aboriginal uh, t-shirts on who uh, who who are there wanting to to stop the crime? Crime has no color, religion, or race, and uh, so the NT News has been uh, rightfully um, uh, running running hot on what is a crisis in the Northern Territory, and it was a another weekend of violence in Alice Springs. This was their their front page uh, today, night of anarchy. And the front page says prisons record numbers. Corrections say there's no end in sight for the surging jail populations, as can be revealed. One percent of the Northern Territory population is uh, behind bars. It's going back to a a penal uh, colony. Well, they've got all those uh, that uh, that Howard Springs uh, COVID camp that they could convert into a a prison. 
and uh, things aren't too much better in in Queensland uh, with uh, the Queensland uh, police having to uh, sh- uh, shoot dead a 27-year-old uh, man uh, in a four-hour siege in the remote town of Maribra uh, near uh, Cairns. So police were called to an address on Love Street after reports a man had threatened self-armed. It's alleged that a 27-year-old man was armed with a knife and refusing to allow a female to leave the property. Police accused the man of lunging uh, towards them and shot him dead at 3.30pm. Despite being given uh, CPR, he died at the scene. So, of course, the because the uh, deceased man uh, was Aboriginal, it's, uh, it's uh, there's uh, obviously the the usual uh, race race baiters claiming that it was a racially motivated shooting, but uh, no, no, none of the Aboriginal rights activists uh, cared uh, when the Queensland Police uh, shot shot dead two Aboriginals late last year, Gareth and uh, Nathaniel Train. And obviously, uh, there uh, there has been in in Queensland the uh, horrific uh, filmed uh, assault by uh, Kira Hart. Uh, so this is a GoFundMe organised by Kira's mother, uh, Kirsten. It's raised seventy four thousand Australian dollars so far. Uh, so. Uh, I'll read it uh, for word. Kira has been through a lot recently, as I'm sure you're aware. She was viciously attacked by three people uh, over hours of time and was placed in a hospital for recovery. This has not only been physically traumatizing, but mentally as well. The kind words my daughter is receiving from you all is much appreciated, and we're very grateful to each and every one of you. Just the affection alone has been enough to improve her mood and make you feel loved beyond measure. If you feel like supporting my daughter, it would make... Uh, it would be very much appreciated. It feels overwhelming. So many have offered and we can't thank yourself enough as we have a long road ahead. I have not had the words to thank you in that corresponding, that corresponds how grateful we are. Thanks a million times and more. It's not about the money. Even your kind words and prayer are doing so much. Now, I'm not going to play any because it was filmed. Uh, the we, we have to call it our alleged attack uh, by these three teenage girls who lured her inside the home. Allegedly, they've been arrested and charged. And let's hope uh, that there is uh, justice uh, for Kira as well. Uh, but uh, it, absolutely horrific uh, what, what happened to her. Now, let's uh, go back to New South Wales, uh, which Chris Minns, the, the Labor leader, will be the next premier uh, but uh, counting today uh, in in uh, it, uh, by the the New South Wales electoral commission uh, has indicated that they might not get uh, to majority government uh, New South Wales labor might not get to the uh, 47 seat majority out of 93 uh, they've got uh, 45 so far, Labor uh, that have been called for them, Liberals 16, Greens 2, Nationals 10, and then eight others. If we go to the live results, there are still many seats in doubt. The Greens look like hanging on in Balmain against Labor. Uh, Liberals are back ahead in Dremoyne, Goulburn, Hol- Holsworthy. Uh, Labor is just ahead of a former Liberal, now Independent, uh, MP Gareth Ward. Liberals are back in head in Miranda. 
Oakley and Pitwater. The ALP is just ahead in Ride. They're ahead in Terrigal, Upper Hunter, and Winston Hills. So it doesn't look like it's the bloodbath uh, that uh, some said for the Liberals and Nationals on Saturday night. It's certainly not a a min slide there. And uh, uh, there is in the the upper house, the 21 seats that are up for election in the 42 member upper house, 21 members who will be elected for eight year terms. Uh, so uh, there's still a lot to to count. I mean, they even ha- ha- haven't even a assigned votes to Craig Kelly or or some of the other uh, independent groups, uh, such as uh, Sylvia Nile. Uh, so obviously it is clear that uh, Labor will get uh, at least eight MPs, uh, Liberal and Nationals six, the Greens two, One Nation one. It's a bit of a disappointing result for One Nation actually going backwards so far, minus 1.2%. And I noticed that uh, a lot of uh, white nationalists, uh, such as Joel Davies said, uh, they weren't going to vote uh, for One Nation because of Mark Latham trying to get uh, the multicultural vote. And it uh, appears that, uh, well, that strategy, that uh, well, uh, cultural diversity strategy hasn't paid off for uh, one nation. Uh, the, uh, the, a lot of liberal voters didn't end up going to uh, one, uh, one nation, but uh, the liberals did fend off most of uh, the teals. And uh, now if we go down to Anthony Green's uh, projections, uh, so, yeah, Mark Latham has definitely been re-elected. Uh, Jeremy Buckingham uh, looks like he will uh, return uh, to the uh, the Legislative Council upper house. He was disendorsed by the Greens four years ago. He's back as a legalised cannabis party MLC. Uh, also, it's predicted that uh, John Ruddick, a former a Liberal Party reform advocate, I will be elected, though it looked like uh, David Linehelm, former uh, federal Liberal Democrat senator, would be elected in 2019, but he wasn't. Uh, so Liberal Democrats certainly shouldn't claim victory yet. Uh, Robert Borsak looks like he will be re-elected, but uh, the party has taken a battering. I mean, they've lost 2.5% of the vote down to 3.1%. Uh, They lost all of their uh, lower house members who left the party. And uh, Fred Nile did actually run. He ran in second behind his uh, wife, Sylvia, as an independent, uh, but he was never going to win that. So he was just uh, second there for moral support for his wife. He he pretty much retired. Well, by putting himself second on the ballot, uh, he pretty much... It, it, it pretty much signaled that, yeah, this was it for him. And so now we have all across mainland Australia, uh, red Labor governments. Uh, so, and uh, there's been some uh, hilarious uh, red, uh, uh, red Australia memes. Uh, so there's mainland Australia with a hammer and sickle, or maybe uh, the CCP star. I mean, we know that uh, 
uh, definitely Victoria and uh, Western Australia under uh, uh, Mark's McGowan. He is also very CCP friendly. And then we have uh, this one, the People's Republic of Australia and uh, Republic of uh, Australia. And then we have uh, Comrade Albanese uh, conquering all of uh, mainland Australia there. Now, uh, going back to uh, uh, going back to earlier in the program, uh, Tasmania is hardly a conservative haven, given what we saw what happened to, to Kelly J. Keane in Hobart and the Liberal Premier there. Jeremy Rockcliffe is a leftist. He supports changing the day of Australia Day. Now, the the next state and territory elections, uh, there is the Northern Territory election in august around july august next year and then there's the queensland state election in october given the crime crisis in both of those jurisdictions uh the uh the coalition are a good chance to to retake government there tasmania doesn't go to the polls in march uh, until may 2025 uh, then there is a, a Mark McGowan, WA state election in March 2025. So Albanese's got to fit a federal election in between sandwich all those uh, four elections there. He'll go uh, depending on uh, if the results are good or bad in the, the Northern Territory and Queensland in, in 2024. All right, now let's go overseas now. And, uh, well, not just uh, Paris, but... Uh, all of France is on on fire, and uh, the reason why the French are writing again it's it's a very very it's a very long standing uh, French you 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 would say French uh, tradition to just write over something as we we would say it's minor uh, raising the pension age from sixty two to sixty four. Now, us in Australia are probably like, what? They still had a retirement age, which is 62. Uh, because uh, France, like uh, many Western governments, are broke and social security pension liabilities are the biggest burden on the budget because the retirement age, pension age, was designed when most people died before they got to the pension age. I mean, life expectancy was much lower 100 years ago when social security uh, was a thing. Uh, the French, they have a riot nearly uh, every, every couple of years. Remember, they had the yellow uh, vests. Now, there's uh, footage all over uh, social media of all the, the the riots and fires there. So this is uh, some of uh, of Gay Paris. <laughs> Now, the reason why their mobs are especially angry at Macron in France is not just the change to the pension age, is, be is because Macron tried to ram it through uh, without a parliamentary vote. I'm not sure of the exact 
exact uh, mechanisms on how legislation reforms are passed in France, uh, but uh, this triggered a, a vote of no confidence in Macron uh, by the parliament there. Uh, so it just fell short of the 287 votes needed to bring down the government. Obviously, Emmanuel Macron uh, was uh, re-elected last year uh, up against uh, Marine Le Pen uh, again. Uh, he's term limited. Uh, so he'll be uh, president until uh, 2027. He is a lame duck now. Uh, so I guess he, he doesn't really care. Uh, if uh, he pisses pisses people off anymore because he'll be out of there and probably go to some globalist uh, safe haven uh, because he's, he's still a he's still a young man uh, there unlike his wife now there's also uh, huge protests and uh, you could call them riots now in Israel uh, now this is over well the returning prime minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu has proposed judicial reforms. Now, again, I'm not an expert on Israeli uh, parliamentary democracy, but apparently the courts over in Israel uh, have uh, have quite, a, a, they're unelected, of course, uh, the judiciary in most places. Uh, it would limit the judiciary's power uh, to, uh, to strike down uh, laws passed by the parliament there, which is called the uh, Knesset. And uh, now what really triggered off uh, these uh, massive protests was the, the fact uh, that uh, Netanyahu sacked his uh, defense minister, Gov Yellant. Uh, so this is from the J Jerusalem Post. Uh, so it says here Netanyahu expected to freeze judici uh, uh, judicial reform uh, legislation. Uh, so the protests have been centered around the, well, the, what is that, uh, the internationally recognized capital of Israel, uh, which is Tel Aviv. Uh, only the US is recognizing uh, West uh, Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Tel Aviv is a far left-wing city. It's sort of like the Melbourne of Israel. Uh, so this is what was happening here. And uh, in Jerusalem, uh, protesters have now have now tried to uh, target Netanyahu's house. <laughs> Now, this is unprecedented civil unrest in Israel. And uh, Netanyahu, he was in the, the UK uh, last week to, to meet British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, and he was greeted by protesters uh, outside da Downing Street. And 
they're ca ca carrying uh, Israeli flags, so you assume that they're Israelis. So there are uh, suspicions uh, that this could be a, another CIA-backed uh, colour revolution um, because, well, that's what uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's son has uh, alleged. And, yeah, it's obviously... Uh, you wouldn't put it past uh, the the deep state department, Victoria Newland. Uh, we've seen what they've uh, did in Georgia a, a couple of weeks back, and uh, what they're trying to do in Belarus, and what they have done in in Ukraine. As Netanyahu's son reckons that uh, the reason for them funding this color revolution or orchestrating it is uh, because they want uh, the Israel uh, to uh, back off uh, opposing. Uh, the Biden administration uh, reviving uh, the Iran nuclear uh, nuclear accord, but yeah, this is this is terrible uh, unrest in in Israel. We wouldn't want Israel to uh, the, the, the its government uh, to collapse and there be anarchy. The Tel Aviv airport has been uh, flights have been suspended because uh, well the workers there have, have gone on strike there. Now let's go over to the US where uh, Donald Trump had an epic rally in Waco, Texas. Now, of course, uh, the uh, liberal media uh, were irate that he would dare hold a rally in Waco, Texas on the 30th anniversary of the Waco siege uh, where uh, the, uh, the Clinton administration ordered uh, the FBI uh, to raid the Waco Ranch. Uh, the the uh, standoff siege happened when uh, the followers of uh, David Koresh's uh, cult opened fire on uh, ATF uh, officials. Now, they shouldn't have done that, but if the ATF officials hadn't bothered them in their compound, then the whole thing wouldn't have happened there. And obviously, uh, there was the, the followers of David Koresh set fire uh, to the compound in Waco, Texas, and uh, there was many lives lost. And uh, now uh, Trump arrived uh, to the tune of Danger Zone uh, by Kenny Loggins. I wonder if you'll get a, <laughs> a copyright infringement from Kenny Loggins. I don't know what his, his uh, politics are. Uh, now, obviously, it uh, didn't go ahead. Uh, his uh, arrest in New York, the Soros-backed DA, appeared to to, to back down. And uh, Trump said that uh, the accusation that he used campaign finance funds to to pay hush money to Stormy uh, Daniels, like it's it's barely like if it did happen, it's barely a crime in itself. And he had some uh, choice words to say about uh, Stormy Daniels. The District Attorney of New York, under the auspices and direction of the Department of Injustice in Washington, D.C., was investigating me for something that is not a crime, not a misdemeanor, not an affair. I never liked horse face. I never liked I never, It's just not. It's a terrible thing. That wouldn't be the one. There is no one. We have a great first lady. 
And now, uh, when Trump uh, uh, was uh, used the name horseface to uh, describe a woman, I thought he was referring to Jacinta Ardern, that he never liked uh, horseface uh, Jacinta Ardern, but uh, he called Stormy Daniels horseface. And this is Trump with uh, Stormy Daniels number of years back is that a horse face i don't think so i mean uh stormy uh, it, it's got nothing on her face has got nothing on uh jacinta ardern's uh horse face there uh you be the judge there uh now uh to warming up uh the crowd uh was country country music legend uh ted Nugent and uh, he uh, didn't uh, mince his words about uh, the US government, uh, continue Biden administration and the Congress continuing to write uh, blank checks uh, to uh, Ukraine. I want my money back. I didn't authorize any money to Ukraine to some homosexual weight weirdo. I want. And uh, now what Ted Nugent is referring to is that uh, video that Zelensky did when he was a comedian in stilettos and uh, fishnet stockings uh, there. Uh, Zelensky did uh, a lot of camp things when he was a comedian. And uh, now Trump is positioning himself as the peace candidate. Uh, he said that he could end the Russia-Ukraine conflict in 24 hours with a peace accord uh, between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, we had uh, this week uh, Putin uh, saying he would deploy nuclear weapons to Belarus. I mean, Putin has been talking tough on nuclear for the past year. Um, obviously, NATO has uh, gotten irate again, uh, which they, they, they usually do. Uh, but uh, Trump said, uh, you know, we don't want World War Three. We don't want nuclear uh, war and uh, last week was the 20 year anniversary of uh, the US led invasion of Iraq to topple uh, Saddam Hussein's Ba'athist regime. And Iraq is not much better. I mean, there's still, I mean, it's technically a democracy, but there's still countless civil unrest. Uh, hundreds of thousands of Iraqi civilians were killed. I mean, the sanctions killed half a million. Uh, children, as uh, Madeleine Albright, the former U.S. Secretary of State, burn in hell, uh, admitted so on 60 Minutes. She said it was worth it. Uh, so, and uh, Trump, he, when he was running for president in 2016, said that uh, the Bushes lied about Iraq, which was true, that basically Trump taking the anti-war position uh, sunk uh, Jeb Bush's uh, presidential campaign. He said uh, Trump uh, at CPAC many weeks ago uh, that uh, the Republican Party will no longer be that of Jeb Bush, Karl Rove and Paul Ryan. Uh, so that's what uh, we like to see, a America first foreign policy uh, that doesn't shed blood abroad, uh, both, uh, uh, both American and foreign. But uh, the US, uh, well, the Biden administration has its sights set on a, another uh, country, and that is the, the country of Uganda, uh, where uh, they have passed a law, it's, uh, it's parliament, uh, to not, they, it's already illegal uh, homosexuality in Uganda. Now, it's completely illegal to identify as LGBTQ. Uh, 
obviously, uh, the Democrats called the uh, Floridian Parental Rights in Education Bill. I don't say gay bill. And uh, Uganda said, you call that a don't say gay bill. This is a don't say gay bill. So if you identify as LGBTQ in Uganda, it is life in prison. And uh, this was what one of their parliamentarians uh, said uh, during the debate. Mr. Speaker, Madam Speaker, Master Speaker, I can tell you for sure, I have gone to some hospitals and I have seen children with ripped anuses. Children with ripped anuses. I have talked to the doctors and asked the doctors what happened. These children had, were molested by homosexuals. And for anybody who is reasonable to stand here and, and say that this thing is okay, it's the human right to destroy people's analysis. That person is evil. Hell belongs to that person. That, that person is evil. Hell belongs to that person. And I can tell you, we will win this race. We will win the race. Those who believe in it, in their countries, have it there. In our country, we will have our morals. We will protect our children. And we are making this law. We are making this law for ourselves. We are making this law for our children. We are making this law for the children of our children. This country will stand firm. And once it passed, I can tell you, Madam Speaker, we are going to reinforce the law enforcement officers to make sure that homosexuals have no space in Uganda. You will have no space in Uganda. I thank you, Madam Speaker. Thank you, Father Nen. Did you catch all of that? He said no human right to destroy anuses. And now Biden's press secretary, who, in case you didn't know, she's a gay a black immigrant uh, from Haiti. Uh, this was uh, her statement. We have grave concerns with the passage of the Anti-Homosexuality Act, AHA, by the Parliament of Uganda yesterday, and increasing violence targeting LGBTQI plus persons. If the AHA is signed into law and enacted, it would impinge upon universal human rights, jeopardize progress in the fight against HIV AIDS, deter tourism, and invest in Uganda and damage Uganda's international reputation. The bill is one of the most extreme anti-LGBTQI laws in the world. Human rights are universal. No one should be attacked, imprisoned, or killed simply because of who they are or whom they love. I see a few commenters uh, saying, oh, what are the house prices like in uh, Uganda? <laughs> Uganda is still a, a third world country. And obviously <laughs> this bill is, well, it's abhorrent. I mean, one can definitely make the point that a country like Russia gets the, the balance right, where it's not illegal to be gay in your private home. You can do what you like, but you're not allowed to force it on uh, society. Uh, but yes, there could be a co color revolution imminent, uh, but uh, I don't think that uh, this uh, stance against uh, homosexuality and uh, destroyed anuses in Uganda is going to make it a global superpower. I mean, it's still a third world uh, corrupt country. And uh, they are also a, they, they are a homogenous black country. I mean, they basically uh, expelled uh, the whites and uh, the Indians from Uganda in the, the 70s under 
the I can't remember the the dictator's name in the seventies. Somebody, uh, somebody, please type it in the in, in the chat. Because uh, remember, uh, Priti Patel, uh, the former British Home Secretary, uh, she was born in Uganda, but nobody says she's African because uh, she's Indian. So I think I covered everything tonight. I'm all catch up. It's news, news, especially from uh, Victoria locally over the past couple of weeks. It's just consumed so much of uh, the program, but uh, I've got there. I went over just uh, an hour and 15 minutes. So thank you so much again for your company and uh, your contributions. Uh, it's always great uh, to to, to see uh, the active uh, discussion, it, my audience uh, they always uh, they always make for a, a lively uh, back and forth uh, between uh, myself and uh, other people in the chat uh, as well. So thank you again for your support. If you want to support the Unshackled financially, and but uh, don't want to send through an entropy super chat, you can take out an Unshackled premium membership at theunshackled.net/membership. Uh, so it's bronze five dollars per month, silver ten dollars per month, gold twenty five dollars per month, and platinum fifty dollars uh, per month. And you can also send off a one-off donation at the unshackled.net slash donate there. And now, so far, there will not be a Wilmsfront on Sunday. I am uh, sending out uh, feelers for potential guests. Uh, so as they say, watch this space. Uh, now, if you are in uh, Sydney, uh, there is an Australian Peacemakers event. I, uh, Christians Unite, so the Sydney version of the Melbourne one, Margot and I attended. Uh, so there'll be, uh, the MC will be Christian Mack. There'll be Andrew Sedra of Echo Church, Dr. Stephen uh, Trevara of Campion College, uh, Nolene Sendra, who's uh, and Andrew Sedra's wife, Nick Patterson, obviously still in, still up against Victoria Police, who want him jailed for allegedly assaulting police. Topher Field is uh, travelling up. He is uh, launching the Aussie Wire soon. Uh, then there is uh, Ronaldo Crystal and also Millie Fontana, who ran, who ran as uh, John Ruddock's running mate for the, the Liberal Democrats. Uh, uh, before I go, after the election uh, in New South Wales, obviously in the leader, we saw the... Uh, the Maronite Catholic uh, Lebanese uh, run a, the gay socialist out of Belfield, out of the, the West. Uh, they were also present outside St. Mary's uh, Cathedral uh, for the Day of the, the Unborn. Some pro-abortion woman tried to disrupt them, but she was moved on by police. Uh, I'll leave you with the, the prayer uh, from... Uh, fr uh, from outside St. Mary's Cathedral. I, there will be, uh, before I go, there will be a report from Tiger Mountain with Richard Wollstonecroft uh, later in the week. And of course, the Tim's News Explosion next week. And if there is a Wilms front, I will let you know. Check out uh, The Unshackled and myself on Telegram, Gab, Twitter, and all the other socials. And remember to check out theunshackled.net uh, for all of our productions archive and uh, articles as well so good night everybody i will leave you uh with this prayer 
uh, from Sunday in Sydney. Uh, good night, everybody. Explosion. Tim's news 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 explosion.